Welcome back to the Leading Yourself podcast. I have been talking about in the past few episodes that I have a milestone birthday coming up. And every year around my birthday, I always like to take at least a couple of hours to do a little bit of self-reflection about the year that I'm leaving behind and like planning and dreaming for the year ahead. And this year certainly is not going to be an exception, especially being a milestone birthday. And one thing that I've been thinking a lot lately and reflecting a lot is relationships and specifically relationships with the people that are important to me in my life, like my spouse, my kids, my parents, my siblings, and my friends. And this is stemming of two things. One, it's my birthday and and reflecting on something that is important to me and something that I want to focus on in the next in the next year that is starting to me in a few days. But also because of the pandemic, I feel that relationships is one thing in my life that has been very much impacted by the pandemic. In some cases, positively and in some cases negatively. So taking the time to self-reflect has helped me learn a lot, a lot about myself, a lot about the people that are important in my life, and a lot about relationships in general and friendships. So I thought I would share with you some of the things that I've learned through this self-reflection process, um, learning process, and some of the things that I'm looking forward when it comes to relationships and friendships in this new year that it's about to start for me. So let's dig in into today's episode. Welcome to the Leading Yourself podcast. This is your host, Carolina de Arriba. I'm an HR professional, health and fitness coach, wife, mom, and above all things, a goal getter. In this podcast, we're going to be digging into all things leadership, professional and career development, habits, and relationships. This is a podcast for those who want to become the best version of themselves, those who have big dreams and are willing to embrace the journey and put in the work to achieve them. My goal is to share with you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you in your journey. So let's dig in into today's episode. Okay, so I have a milestone birthday coming up. And every year, as I said in the introduction, I take time to reflect. And I reflect about a lot of things. I reflect about my accomplishments. I reflect about the challenges. I reflect about the good and the bad things that happened during the last year, the things that I was intentional about, the things that I wasn't intentional about, the things that I want to change, the things that I want to keep. There's a lot of reflection that goes into a new year, but also every time around my birthday. And this year, one thing that I've been thinking a lot is relationships and friendships. And As part of my personal growth journey, I like to invest in my personal development and I do invest with coaching and 
classes like online classes um, and things of that sort, masterminds, things like that. And it coincided that this month um, we were talking about friendships there as well. So it was, it really all came very nicely all together. And I had the opportunity to really do a lot of self-reflection because for me, the one way that you can grow the most, like the one tool in your toolbox that is going to help you the most in your personal growth journey is self-reflection. I have no doubt of that because it's through self-reflection that we develop self-awareness and it's through self-reflection that we learn more about ourselves and we learn more about how we can show up as that best version of ourselves. So that to say that I've been doing a lot of self-reflection in this space and I felt you know, a little bit disappointed with myself because I think that I let the pandemic to impact negatively some of my relationships where I lost contact with some people or maybe I wasn't as present as before the pandemic with some of my friends. And as I was doing all this learning, I realized why that is. And in some cases, I feel it was the right thing. And in some cases, again, I feel like I should have done more. But what I want to do today is to share a little bit the things that I've learned in the past weeks as I've been reflecting and learning about relationships. And the first thing that I want to share is that I started by making an inventory of the key relationships in my life. Like I started listing the people that are important to me in my life. Um, and obviously in that list, it was my husband and my kids and my parents and my siblings. Those were like no brainers, right? And then it got into this area of friends and colleagues at work and acquaintances and all these things. And I was reading some statistics that actually surprised me tremendously. And that is that the average American um, has 16 friends. And I'm like, gosh, like I feel so behind that statistic. Like I was trying to list my friends like friends, friends, and I can only count a handful. I'm that type of person that has very few friendships, but they are like deep friendships and really strong friendships. I mean, some of my friendships are friendships that started when I was in like first grade. Like I have friends that have been my best friends for my entire life, like since I was almost the age of my daughter. Like that is mind blowing. Like when I was thinking about this and I list my friends and some of them, again, are friends that we started first grade together and I am about to turn 40 and they're still some of my best friends. Like they are the, the godparents for my kids, for, for my son. Like we do vacation together. Like we know what's going on in our lives and, and 
we were real friends. And I was like, this is mind-blowing to me that I have friendships that have been there for my entire life. And I'm so grateful for those friendships. And those are some of the friendships like I felt that I regretted not being more present over the pandemic because they are distant friendships. Like a lot of these friendships, these close friends, this handful of friends that I have, most of them, we don't share the same geographic location, which also was another thing that blew my mind. Like typically when I was a kid and we talked about friends, typically were people that we interacted like face-to-face on a very regular basis, if not daily. Like these friends that I'm talking about, like we were together in school. Fast forward, we live in different countries, in different continents, and a lot of my friends, that is the case. Um, In part because I've moved a lot, I lived in four different countries, so I made friends along the journey. But these are like, law, like lifelong friends, um, that they have seen me evolve. They have seen me grow. They have seen me change over time. And that is so powerful because they know my entire life. They know where I come from, what I've done, um, the challenges that I face. Like these are the friends that I go to when I have like existence type of questions. Um, And they are typically the first ones that I call when I have something to share, like an important news, like when I was pregnant, when I got engaged, like those type of things. And then I was like, okay, I'm so behind with this statistic of 16 friends. But I guess if you count some of those acquaintances and people that you admire and people that but maybe you don't interact that much with, okay, I could get to that number, but it was a stretch for me. Like, again, I'm that type of person that has very few friendships, but if you enter that circle of trust, that circle of friendship with me, like I'm super loyal and trustworthy and I'm going to have your back and I'm going to be there for you. Even if you call me like at 2 a.m. in the morning and you need help, I'm going to be there. Um, That is how I approach those very close friendships. And then I realized that I think about friends that I haven't talked to like in years, right? And I was like, oh, what is, what has been from this person? Like, what, what are they doing? Like, what happened to them? Like, I lost contact. Like, we moved to different stages in our lives and we, like, lost contact, right? And it was, I don't know, maybe right before the pandemic, um, a friend of mine from high school set up, like, a WhatsApp group for our entire like high school group. And I reconnected with a lot of my high school friends. And some of those friends in high school were part of that little circle that I was talking about. But then we graduated, Eva does go to a different college. We got married, we had kids, we moved to different countries and we lost contact. Those were friends that 
were deep and close in a specific stage in my life, but now they're not the same. And sometimes I feel that we remember someone and we remember our relationship with that person back in time. And sometimes we think of that person as if time never moved, like if if nothing had happened from the time that we were so close until then, until now. And I think that is a pity, right? Like I, I think it's okay to have these friends that are more attached to a stage in our life and then we lose contact with. But I think one thing that a lot of times I do and I catch myself as I was doing this list of friends is I put people in this list that I haven't talked with in like two or three years. And I'm like, I don't even know this person anymore. And yes, they were very helpful to me. Yes, we had a great relationship, but a lot has happened since then. Like just looking at myself, I'm a different person today that I was five years ago, three years ago. Um, And I'm sure that person is a different person than what they were at that time where we were so close. So a lot of times we attach ourselves to our relationship that happened in the past and we forget that people change and evolve and that is totally okay. And then there were a few people in my list that are newer friends that we had connected because we had things in common, like passions in common. Like, for example, for me, I've met friends in this space of podcasting and personal development. Um, I've met people in the health and fitness area because that has been something that has been a priority for me in the last, I would say, three years. So we meet people for different reasons and we connect with people for different reasons. And for me, doing an inventory of friendships was very helpful to understand, like, who are those people that I can call friends? Who are those people that I I trust and I go for advice, but at the same time, I'm there for them. Like, I would do sacrifices to help them if they need me. So I was thinking about all this and and as I said, I lost contact or I wasn't as intentional with some of these friendships over the pandemic because we weren't close physically, if that makes any sense, which sometimes it doesn't because we don't even leave geographically close. But this pandemic has a weird impact in our lives. And I think for me has been very much in relationships. There are other relationships that I got close with people that I got closer with because of the pandemic. And when I was self-reflecting, I was thinking, well, it is because we were helping each other through the pandemic. It is because we had things in common over the pandemic time that we came closer And that is great. And I want to keep a lot of those friends. So looking into the new year, I was thinking about, okay, how can I deepen some of these connections with, with some of these friends that maybe I've lost a little bit of that connection? How can I become closer with some of those friends? And 
I was listening to um, Jenna Kutcher and Anthony Trucks and Brandon Bouchard talking about relationships. And there were a few things that stick to me with me. And as I was reflecting, I made a little list of things that I want to be more intentional as I step into my 40s. Um, And for sure, I think that relationships have always been very important to me. Like friendships have been one of the most important things in my life over my entire life. But I think as we get older, we look at those relationships and at those friendships a little bit differently. And I want to make sure that going into this new year, for me, I'm very intentional about those relationships. And also surrounding myself with people that are going to help me thrive and people that I can help thrive. Okay, I'm going to interrupt today's podcast just for a minute to remind you that next September 9th and 10th, I'm hosting a personal growth and leadership virtual conference. You can grab your ticket completely free. Just go to the link on the description of this podcast episode. And now let's get back to our episode today. So here are a few things. One, I think that because I had distanced myself with some of these people, I need to reconnect and I need to, like, we all have changed over the last couple of years, over the pandemic. Um, And I think finding, getting to know more about their personalities and their personality types is something that I want to start to do more and be more intentional. So we have this group of friends in the health and fitness space that we were all talking about Enneagram recently. So that was really an eye opener for me and commercial about that. One of my friends, Laurel, and her husband, Will, they are like really into Enneagram and they explain to us, to this group of friends, a lot about Enneagrams. And I'm like, I need to get them to come to the podcast. So watch out because there is a podcast episode coming to you soon about Enneagrams. I'm trying to find a time that I can connect with Laurel and Will to do that. I even invited them to be at the Thrive Conference for us to talk about Enneagrams and how to use Enneagrams in different contexts and relationships and friendships is one of them. Like when you get to know someone's personality and personality type, all of a sudden you really understand the why behind they do certain things or why certain things matter to them. Because a lot of times when we come into a relationship, like we come from our own perspective, Um, even in our marriage, in relationships with our kids, certainly in friendships, like we come from from our own perspective on what we think is valuable. You know, they say, we don't see the world as it is, we see the world as we are. And I think, With relationships, it's completely 
the same thing. It's completely true. We see the relationship. We see the other person, not as as they are, but as we are, because we're constantly looking through our own lenses. So a lot of times knowing a little bit more about the personality types can help us really understand someone's motivations and what they value, um, even what is their love language. Like that is another great way to get to know someone deeper. Like I feel that in today's world that we're so connected, like relationships have become and friendships have become much more superficial. And a lot of times we connect with people and we're like, all about small talk and we didn't we don't go deeper than that. So how are you? I'm great. I'm busy. Oh, that's great to see you. Bye-bye. And that's the extent of our conversation and we really don't go deeper. And I think that if we really want to cultivate those close friendships, those close relationships or strengthen current relationships with our partners and our parents and our siblings and our close family, We need to really be interested, like generally interested in getting to know the other person deeper. And a lot of times we assume we know the other person because we know them since forever. But a lot of times we're not really paying attention to things. Like my husband is the best observer. Like he knows me better than I know myself. Um, That is a fact. But not everyone is like that. And a lot of times, like just putting a little bit of time and getting to know people, like doing together like a love language test or an Enneagram or some of these things um, can really help deeper that knowledge of the other person. The other thing is just the type of questions that we ask. Like no matter for how long you've been in a relationship with someone or for how long they're being your friends, we always need to challenge ourselves to ask deeper questions that can take us out of that surface level conversation that I was talking about. Because if we don't ask those questions, then our conversations are going to stay in the surface and we are stopping ourselves from or preventing ourselves from really getting to know in a deeper level the other person. And it's in that deeper level that we make those strong connections and those real lasting friendships. And then one thing that I learned when I was listening to some of these speakers around the topic of relationships and friendships is that not only is it important to know more about their personalities and know about more about them and the things they like and they don't like and, and why they react, the way they react to certain things and what motivates them and all of that. But one important aspect as well is getting to know and learn their conflict style. And I think this is very important, especially like in romantic relationships, like with my husband, for example, like knowing that we both have different conflict styles, it's really helpful because, you know, there's people that like conflict in a good way, right? If if there's something that there's bothering them, they want to put it on the table and talk about it and solve it in the moment. There's people that pull back when there's conflict, right? And 
and they don't they don't like to talk about it and they kind of avoid the conversation so just imagine that you have two people that have opposite conflict styles it can it can really negatively impact the relationship if you don't get to learn the other person conflict style and know how to approach conflict with that person because let's be realistic in every relationship there is going to be conflict and a lot of times we think of, of conflict as something negative, but it doesn't have to be. Like conflict can be beautiful and productive and so helpful and it can help grow the relationship, but also can help us grow as individuals. So really getting to know those conflict styles can be really, really powerful. So um, the other thing that I want to be more intentional about is making time to connect. And I think that it was the missing piece over the pandemic. I did not make enough time because I was so busy with work and the kids being home and juggling all the things that I relegated the time to connect. And it's important that we are intentional about making the time. Like we're never going to have time. We need to make the time. So if those people, if those relationships are important to you in your life, you need to make the time to connect with them. And that can be something very simple as going grab a cup of coffee or going out for lunch or texting someone. One thing that, you know, always puts a smile in my face is what one of these friends that I was talking about earlier texted me like out of a bloom from nothing. I'm like, I was thinking of you, just want to say hi. That always puts a smile on my face. And I think I need to do more of that. Like a lot of times during the day, I'm thinking about someone and then I get busy and I forget. And if in that moment that I think about that person, I send them a little text just saying hi without expecting them to respond or anything like that, um, you're pouring into that relationship cup and you're pouring into the other person's cup, which at the end of the day, you know, a lot of people go into our relationship, no matter the nature of that relationship, with thinking of how can they serve the other person or the other people in the relationship. Some people go into our relationship only thinking of what they can get from that relationship. And I think we need to find a balance between the two because a healthy relationship is one that it really is a give and take constantly, right? And we feel comfortable asking for help, but we're also available to help. And we seek for people to listen to us and give us advice, but we're also willing to listen and give advice and sometimes just listen, right? Is It's enough. It's what the other person is looking for. Um, and keeping in mind as well, that is not so much how much time you spent with those people, but the quality of the time when you are with them right? I always say that about my kids, especially when I was in the office. Like I would spend more time in the office that I would spend at home with my family. So when I'm home with my family, I want to make sure that it's quality time. I can give them quantity, but I can give them 
quality. And I think that applies for every relationship that we have in our lives. And personally, I need to be more intentional about that. That's what I've learned from my self-reflection. Like today, we're so connected to our phones and I'm the first one to do this, that I'm talking to someone and I'm looking at my phone. Um, So putting our electronics away when we're talking to other people and really being present and really focusing on the quality of the time that we spend together. Um, The other thing that it's important is not keeping score. Like, oh, you didn't call me, so I'm not going to call you. Or you did this, so I'm going to do that. Like, that for me is an indication that that is not a true friendship. That is not a healthy relationship. And sometimes I do that unconsciously because I'm such a competitive person in nature that I sometimes need to remind myself um, not to keep score. Like the best friendships happen when no one is keeping score. If you want to get something from someone, you have to give without expecting anything in return. Like giving openly, sharing openly, and pouring into other people's cup. Like you need to go into a relationship thinking that that is going to be the case. Having zero expectations, but be willing to give your all. And you're always going to feel rewarded at the end because when you don't have expectations, typically they always surpass your expectations. Does that make sense? So um, those are a few things that I've been thinking about, reflecting about, and I thought I would share because I think that after all this time, this 18 months that we keep talking about social distancing, which I think was the biggest mistake that we could made as a society to say, we need to socially distance because that was actually the last thing that we needed. We needed to physically distance, but we needed to come closer socially now more than ever. And because we kept talking about socially distance, unconsciously, we distanced from those people that were important in our lives. Um, In some cases, some cases we came closer. And I think it is time to start to reconnect with those people that are important in our lives and try to think and make an inventory of who they are and how can we reinvest in those relationships, really. Like make an investment today in those relationships. So one thing that I do daily is I ask myself, who needs me in my A game, but also who is someone that I'm going to connect with today? Um, and it can be sending a quick text. It can be calling someone. It can be sending something. Uh, but how can I connect with someone today? And that has made such a big difference in the last few months of feeling more connected and feeling closer to those people that are important in my life that maybe I had started to distance a little bit. Anyways, I'm starting to rumble a little bit here, but, you know, I talk a lot about personal growth and leadership and personal development and habits and mindset and productivity, and I don't want to relegate the importance of 
relationships and how important relationships and friendships are in our lives and in our own personal growth journey. Like I I believe, I firmly believe that relationships are an important component of our personal growth journey. If we want to become a better version of ourselves, we need to be very cognizant of the relationships that we have with the people that are important in our lives. And we need to be intentional about cultivating those relationships because that more than many other things is going to give us that sense of fulfillment, that sense of success and happiness. Okay, that's what I have for you today. I hope that you enjoyed today's podcast episode. If you did, do me a favor, go to Apple Podcasts or iTunes and leave me a review. That helps get the word out and get the podcast to more people. And while you're there, make sure that you subscribe so you get notifications of any upcoming podcast episode. With that, have an amazing week, and I will see you here again next week for another episode of the Leading Yourself podcast.